One thing we haven't spoken about on Shift a lot is design and the role of design in innovation and creativity. When you take an idea and you move it through the continuum all the way to commercialization, what is that thing you're building? What's the aesthetic? Well, sit back and settle in. Our next guest is a designer by nature. We're going to dive deep into design that elevates the human experience. Welcome to Shift. Today we've got Nick Kazakov, owner, founder of 126 Designs and the Loop Phone Booths. Nick, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having <laughs> me, John. I got to tell you, so Nick set us up here at the Adventures Conference with one of his Loop Phone Booths, and it's set up for four. We're running the podcast out of this, and it's a great space to come and have meetings, to uh, do a little bit of work, to host a podcast. We've got all the USB connectors, light, fan, AC. And it's, it's a nice home away from home. So, Nick, thank you very much for that. Really appreciate it. Yeah, honestly, like, it's been a great opportunity for us to, to come out here and support Inventures as we can. And it's a great showcase of the product in an environment where, uh, where people can use it and have some fun with it. So. Right on. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people use it when I'm not in here. So, tell me about 126 Design. How did that come about? And then how did the loop come out of that? Yeah, so uh, my background is in industrial design and product development. Um, I founded the company uh, with my business partner, Brendan Gallagher, also an industrial designer. Um, we, as a group, like really believe in design that elevates the human experience. So when we started out, we were looking at you know, different ways that people use space. And we stumbled across, and this was back in like 2016, stumbled across the open concept office and just how many people were struggling with areas for private calls and this was of course before video conferencing and stuff happened mm -hmm. so we came up with the idea for um, you know essentially kind of a mobile pod that people could sit in have a quick call you know do some focused work that would improve that space and elevate that space for for the people using it so kind of that future of work where people are always talking about hey you have an open space and you can have all these collisions and, exactly uh, yeah those those new conversations you may not have had totally in the past with walls but with that great idea comes what you've just said. I don't have any more privacy to do, you know, to have a meeting or to do some concentrated work in quiet. Exactly. So this is what came out of that. This is what it's for, yeah. So, I mean, we still do a lot of industrial design and product development besides just our phone booths, and that's more on the 126 end of things. But our current focus is really understanding the ways that work is evolving um, especially kind of post-pandemic and looking at hybrid environments and just understanding how people are using spaces and what the future of workspace looks like in a physical sense mm -hmm. and then trying to create products that kind of fit within that and can help facilitate better environments where people actually enjoy coming to work. Right. So what are you, what are you seeing then when you guys you put this a space like this out, the phone mm -hmm. booth, the loop phone booth, what sort of feedback are you getting from people like, hey, we'd like to see this sort of thing or... Yeah, so I think like one of the things that people have noticed as they start to go back to the office, even if it's one or two or three days a week, is just how noisy it actually was. You know, when you're away from the office working from home, right. you know, you don't, you're not surrounded by colleagues. You may get a distraction here or there from... A barking know, dog. Yeah, a barking or dog or a kid at home or something mm -hmm. like that. But 
um, you know, when you get back into the office and you realize your, your, you know, desk mate is taking a phone call, you're like, wow, that's really disruptive. So it's like, we're both taking the phone call. Exactly. At the (laughs) same time. So, you know, those spaces for, for quiet focus is a, is a big aspect of it too. Um, one of the other things that we've found a lot of our clients talking about, um, is if you're going to want to facilitate collaboration, having people come back to the office in, you know, whether it's one or two or three days a week, you really have to earn that commute. So you have to set up the space in a way that people actually want to come to work. And it's not just necessarily about productivity anymore. A lot of it has to do with, you know, building corporate culture and establishing relationships amongst teams. So when you think of it that way, it's like, the furniture that we have right now and the way that we're thinking about spaces right now needs to change a lot towards something that's very, very different from how we're describing what an office space is. Okay. So so then you guys also look beyond the Loop phone booth. You're looking at other... Exactly, yeah. So when we stumbled into Loop, right, and we have... So we have our single occupancy and our bigger booths. You know, it, it was... It was to meet the need of, of open concept office. We didn't mm-hmm. just kind of like create this product and say like, this is something cool and interesting. People would like it. But we started by looking at user experience of the space and be like, how can we create something that helps make this space better? And now we're in, you know, post pandemic where there's another huge shift happening and we're looking at those spaces and we're like, what is the next it's not a phone booth. Maybe it's some other thing, a different style of furniture. That's not a chair or a table or a desk. It's like, what do the next pieces of furniture need right. to look like? Okay, that's cool. And it makes me, th- you know, you, you raise a good point there. When I think about the entrepreneurial journey, mm-hmm. you know, you said, okay, we, we kind of made this, the, the phone booth, and it's kind of cool and all that. But it wasn't as simple as that. No. You know, you said yeah. you go and you did, you, did, you know, some uh, demographics, some analysis. So you determine that there's a need for this. Exactly. So kind of walk me through that entrepreneur journey and what it was and throw in a few failures there if anything happened. <laughs> if, we, if we can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean like originally like when we first designed the phone booth, we were, we were actually contracted out to help facilitate a better working environment within the space. Okay. So that was essentially the brief. And we looked at it like, okay, well, what, what types of things do these groups need? And we were so lucky. We were working with a great company um, uh, called e- EcoAmmo, and they were in um, the Mosaic building on the south side of Edmonton. It's, I think it's changed names now, but okay. um, beautiful building, uh, really focused on sustainability, uh, open concept environment. So we, we kind of like, we designed a few different styles of solution and just kind of landed on the phone booth. And then, you know, along the way, we started to get calls from other people who saw it or who saw it on our website and said, you know, I could really use this. Are you guys manufacturing it? And at that time, it was just Brendan and I. Like, literally, you know, we had started the company out of his garage on 126th Street, which was where the name 126 comes from. Oh, And we were, like, literally building, you know, we built one or two phone booths out of the garage, and this was back in, like, 2015. And, like, okay, well, we might actually have something here. So then, you know, we decided to scale the company, um, we made the decision early on to keep manufacturing in Alberta. That mm-hmm. was, you know, a key choice for us as Kudos. a group. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, yeah, just kind of worked our way up and then developed a manufacturing facility and obviously had stumbles along the way and different learnings. And sure. Yeah, but overall, the journey's been great, super fulfilling, stressful, but, you know, fun. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you said, oh, we decided to scale. So yeah. That's not always easy. 
No. You know? So, uh, but I, I want to just talk about that for a second. But then also, you, you and Brendan were building these out of your garage. So, yeah. folks, you can't see it now. You can go <laughs> to the website and definitely check it out. But this structure is deluxe. Yeah. It's beautiful on the outside. It's streamlined. It's sleek. It looks, you know, like it fits the space. Yeah. Um, it's comfortable inside. But I can't imagine the first ones were. <laughs> no. You know, where you're hammering no. them together with two by fours. Oh, and... well, I mean, like, we we still are always about, like, trying to make them aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, certainly the, we'll say the quality of the finish on the first couple of units of our foam booths was not what it is today where it's you know a commercial grade like manufactured product that's made by people um on our team who are trained at making furniture right. not right. brendan and i where it's like you know we got a table saw and you know like a small cnc machine and we're like in a garage trying to figure out how this thing goes together so yeah uh, there was unreal yeah that's yeah. okay so you do this then you start to scale and we're going to go back to scaling yeah. in a moment and then you build this manufacturing space mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about manufacturing because Alberta is typically not known for its manufacturing, although we're seeing more of it. Like Red Deer Polytechnic's got some manufacturing. Yeah. You know, but tell, tell me about how, how do you do that? So I think actually one thing that's super interesting about Alberta, and I feel like it gets, it does get missed a little bit, is that we do actually have quite a strong manufacturing sector, but it's not in areas that people would expect. I mean, well, that you would typically think of as designer products. A lot of it's oil field related, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, or, you know, construction uh, grade stuff. Like there's a lot of manufacturers who are producing things like glass or like metal components or, you know, distributors or plywood. Um, but like all of those bits and pieces in the right, I would say like design sense can be reconfigured into something that is like a designer product. So for okay. example, like the, the company that we collaborate, like we ma manufacture a lot of the stuff ourselves, but some of the metal components on our, our office pods, they're produced by very heavy duty industrial equipment. Those companies also make, you know, oil field stuff. Heavy duty industrial components. Heavy duty industrial com right, components, okay. right? But you know, this idea of diversity is, is such a great thing. And because we're designers, we're able to leverage our skills and understanding to develop, you know, these parts and components and design them, then take them to these manufacturers and say, hey, you know, would you guys be interested in helping us make some door handles for the many, many foam booths that we produce on top of the other work that you're doing? And they they love it because it, you know, helps kind of stabilize things a little bit for them. And it's, you know, good, solid income. So we keep sure. them at some of the manufacturing local and then, you know, leverage our skill set and work with, with people here in Alberta. That's really cool. And I love that idea. Yeah, you're right. Because if they're building that heavy duty industrial oil field stuff, yeah. the opportunity to something slightly different you know, if they're if they've got the proper machining and tooling, as they do, yeah, it gives them a chance to kind of stretch a bit of a creative muscle. Maybe that's totally not stretched yeah. all the time. So, how many units can this, you you produce in a in a month? So, for yeah. So, like right now, it really kind of depends. Um, like on average, we're producing. We can produce many, many. I would say on average, we're kind of like thirty ish booths okay. a month in that in that kind of range. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and getting to that scale was a journey and obviously looking at how we're going to scale the business further will will kind of be our next stage of right. growth uh when we started manufacturing um 
we kind of we, we've built it up slowly. So Brent and I, we've essentially kind of bootstrapped our business as we as we've kind of gone along. We haven't gone out and got massive amounts of funding. It's something that we we have considered and talked about, but we really like the idea of having control over our own destinies a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been really really lucky along the way, and we've been supported by great mentorship. Um, you know, our team is fantastic. The group that we have working with us, uh, and I always kind of go back to like our core purpose, and that's one thing that we always built into our organization. Everybody in our business, whether it's our accounting team or our sales team or our manufacturing, it's all about, um, you know, design that elevates the human experience. So we always come back to design first. That's critical. And I'm I'm glad you said that because there's been a theme I'm hearing from different speakers, different guests, that role of values, Mm -hmm. you know, going into a business and uh, and building that. Uh, I spoke with a woman earlier, Susan Divers, who's one of the presenters from LRN, and she was taught that's the goal of kind of their corporation is to say, help smaller businesses, help larger businesses build that value proposition in at the very outset. Yeah. So it's it's really cool that it's not it's not a checkbox activity anymore. It's like you gotta buy into this. No, this yeah. is what we do. It is. And I mean like I I I didn't go to business school. So like I've kind of been learning as we've as we've gone along, but that's one thing that I say is so important is to have that like singular guiding light of like, okay, why do we exist as a company? It's design that elevates the human experience, whether we're designing phone booths or whether we're working on medical equipment. That's why we all come to work every day. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, you have like your key values. And for us, we call them our three C's. So uh, critical. So always critical thinking. You know, everybody has a seat at the table. Let's try and make this as good as we possibly can. Uh, collaborative, like collaboratively internally, but also collaborating with our vendors, our suppliers, our customers to try and find great solutions. And then the last one, which for us is the most important one, is creativity. So you know, always kind of pushing the boundaries. There's never a bad idea. Always thinking about things through a different lens and trying to to make something new. And I think right. that's a lot of where innovation and kind of, you know, new products and new ideas come from. I love it. Yeah, that's really cool. Let's go back to scaling now just sure. real quick. So that, that to me always, I'm not a business guy. Uh, you say you don't have, you didn't have the business background. You do now. <laughs> so what was that like, I, I you know, in terms of, and it may be a little personal, but just in the stresses that you've got to deal with as your company's growing, do you, want, you don't want it to grow too fast, maybe you want it to grow faster, you've got, you've got to get money, you're saying that you didn't, you're not going externally yet, mm-hmm. maybe you will, but how does, the, how does the raising of capital work? How does yeah. just growth and scaling? So, I mean, I think, like, for us, you know, we've, we were really lucky in that we had a really niche product and, and customers who honestly believed in it, and we've been able to kind of grow it quite organically in the way of revenue. Um, I would say the the two biggest things that's helped me out, one personally, um, you know, I have a great support network with my family and my wife. Um, she's been with uh, me since we started the company of the garage and that is, she's been so supportive of kind of the growth journey. I think that's huge. And then the other half of it is my business partner. So I think that like, you know, I couldn't imagine going through this journey on my own. Um, we've been so lucky that our skill sets have complemented each other so well. Brendan is very much on the operational, like engineering and mechanical side of things. I'm good at like the brand and kind of business development and some of the aesthetic side of things. So when we bring those two things together, it works really well with the business, but it also works in supporting each other. So, you know, when 
when we're having struggles or second thoughts or you go through it as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. where you're like, am I doing the right thing? You know, lapses in confidence. Sure. You have somebody else to be like, no, like, you know, we're, we're doing it right. You know, you got to remember what we're trying to do here, what we're trying to build. So I would say those are kind of the two biggest things, having that support network and then obviously having a, a good business partner who really believes in the vision too. That's cool. And it's something that goes right across the board for any industry in any business. I think yep. I've, I've heard that sort of, uh, that comment many times. Yeah. And then the last piece, sorry, I can't, mm, no, can't for forget sure. it is our, uh, our mentorship group. So, um, we were really lucky early on to get a really good mentorship group through the university of Alberta, through the venture mentoring services program. And they've been so fantastic. Um, and it's so great working with them because it's not, it's not like very prescriptive in how they tell you to do things. Mm-hmm but they talk you through different ideas and different ways and they share life experiences that they've gone through and that helps us think about it. And when the decisions that we make, mm-hmm. um, you know, we feel responsible for those decisions. So it's not like we're just doing like what they tell us to do. You're right. You're like, you know, you have the information as a business owner, you make the decisions and then you're also responsible for them, which I think is really important in any kind of mentorship mentee. Sure. No, um, that makes absolute sense. Yeah. What was it called again? The organization? Uh, venture. Well, it, it's, uh, it has a slightly different name now, but it's Venture Mentoring Services, VMS. Venture Mentoring Services at yeah. the University of Alberta. University of Alberta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And okay. it's a fantastic program. So anybody in in Edmonton who's looking to, to tr- and who you have to be a U of A alum. Actually, I think they've opened it up more now. It used to be a U of A alumni only thing, but um, anyone who's looking for support and the mentors that they have in that program, they're like, they're they're big business people. Like they cool. know what they're doing. They have companies that they've run for many, many years and they're right. well established. They, they get it. Yeah, it's vital having yeah. that mentorship. Yep. So now, uh, before we wrap up, yeah. when you, uh, you'll, Businesses can come to you as you originally started. The loop has taken off. This mm-hmm. the phone, bo- phone booths are great, but you'll still do that other contract work. So people want design stuff. They want to look at you guys for the development of something. That side of the business is still very much. It's still very much that's alive. One yeah. two six and yeah. okay. So if people are interested, that's what they go to the website. Check it out. Check out one two six. Check out loop phone booths. I think the one thing that's really interesting about um, us is that. We have very like two very complementary businesses, and when I when I say like we own an industrial agency and we own a you know a, a workspace design and manufacturing company, a lot of people are like how are those two related? But the thing is, so the the clients that come to us, whether it's for medical design or these other things, uh, industrial design gets a really bad rap of making really pretty things that cost a lot of money to produce, whereas we we kind of have a great case study in that we designed something. And then we built a manufacturing company around it. So we, we get it. Like, it's it's not just when we're designing a product, we're, like, handing it off and it's someone else's problem. Right. To have a successful product and go through a successful product development cycle, there's a lot of intricacies about, you know, manufacturing and mm-hmm. scaling and understanding how costing works and where you need to hit budgets that, like, we get because we're also doing that. Right. So that's really where those kind of two worlds collide, where we can create beautiful products, but beautiful products that can be successfully launched. That's excellent. One final question. Yeah. So the, the phone booth that we're sitting in the four seater, yeah. how many different models do you have? 
Uh, so we technically have uh, three different platforms. Okay. We have our single occupancy loop solo, uh, that's a seated booth. We have our two to four person occupancy loop cube, which is the one we're sitting in right now. And then we have our loop access, which we launched uh, this past year. Um, it's an ADA accessible booth for people who have mobility issues. Oh, so excellent. it's a zero okay. threshold. And that comes in a size that's uh, two to four and then up to six people. So really, really big. So. A lot of different platforms for people to choose from. If you're looking for private spaces or you know, you're know you planning on bringing your teams back to the office, whether you're shrinking the space or trying to be flexible within that, that's really what the phone booth's for. for. Nick, this is great. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me, John. Really appreciate it. Yeah, me too. Okay, thank you. Shift can be found online at shift.albertainnovates.ca or on any one of your favorite streaming services. On behalf of everyone here, I'm John. Have a great day.